I've had dogs. You have? Doggy Chow. Oh, I used to love Doggy Chow. <laughs> I used to love Doggy Chow too. Hello, everyone. Another episode of Girl Blogger, the podcast. I am Brett Collins. And yeah, I mean, gosh, let's get into it, shall we? Um,. A lot has happened, yet at the same time, I feel like nothing's really happened. But okay, so this episode, I want to talk about that supermodel documentary that's coming out. I just found out, I guess it's a doc series. Everything's a doc series nowadays about the OG supermodels. Um, there's this um, other, like, fashion-wise, this brand called whatever. We'll just get into it as we go. You get it. Okay. So first and foremost... The supermodel docu-series that I had just mentioned. It is being released on September 20th on Apple Plus. Does anyone have Apple Plus? I actually, I actually, why am I asking that? I have it. I actually have it because I wanted to watch that Selena Gomez documentary about her like being bipolar and whatever. So that's why I subscribe to it. But other than that, like what's really on Apple Plus, you know? I feel like there's really nothing for the gays. I think that's probably why they're doing this, honestly, trying to pull in that gay audience. Because before this, what really is the gay appeal? You know, well, for me, I guess it was Selena Gomez, but I wouldn't really categorize her as gay, like a LGBTQ queen. I mean, maybe some Gen Zers would think she is. Anyway, so the doc series, it's called, what is it called? Supermodels? I'm an idiot. Let me hold on. Let me see what it's called officially. Oh, it's called The Supermodels. I'm dumb. Yeah, that's what it's called on September 20th. Academy Award winner Roger Ross Williams and Larissa Bills. Never heard of them, but apparently they're accomplished enough to be creating this documentary. It'll be four parts. Kind of annoying, like, can't just be a movie, whatever. Actually, you know what? Maybe each episode focuses on each girl. That would be kind of nice. So we get, like, a full documentary per girl. So it's Cindy Crawford, Linda Evangelista, Naomi Campbell, and Christy Turlington. And then here's my big question. Where's Claudia Schiffer? Is Claudia Schiffer, does she not qualify as an OG supermodel? I thought she was. But then I feel like maybe there's a, a, a few models that could you know, be on the fence for this. Like maybe some people consider Helena Christensen one or Carla Bruni. Obviously they're not being focused on in this. But Claudia especially, I feel like, was one of the OGs. So it is a little surprising that she's not here, but like it's not like they threw in someone totally random, you know, like Kristen McMenemy or something who was a significant model, but like was definitely not an OG supermodel. So it's not like there's anyone random in this crew, but... The four, of course, these people are in them, but I don't know. I was just a little thrown with the no Claudia Schiffer. Anyone else with me on that? I don't know. Maybe I'm alone. Anyway, Naomi is my favorite of the four, I would have to say. She really just, like, is such a supermodel to me. Like, she's maintained, in my opinion, the most relevance of in terms of, like, her celebrity status throughout the years. Like, she's the most relevant in the zeitgeist, I would dare to say. Um, a lot of people might say that 
Cindy Crawford's like the most famous of them all, but I feel like she was just kind of like the most relatable, which I feel like I'll get into that a little more. But um, yeah, I just, I don't really know. Like, so I've seen obviously the trailer, which is great. It's just kind of like them all like, sound biting on their careers and whatever but like what is the bulk of the documentary gonna be about I mean we don't really know that yet so maybe it will focus each episode on each girl that would be kind of nice but then that would kind of just be like an e-true Hollywood story I don't know like maybe they'll give this like some sort of more interesting spin so it's more new information that we wouldn't already have who knows I definitely don't think there's going to be any clips of when Naomi was on the Tyra Banks show, but I wish there was. I mean, that is just one of the most iconic interviews to ever have happened. Like, did you know Gianni Versace? Honestly, let's just drop that audio right here. Yeah. And I was like, okay. What? Do you ever know Gianni Versace? No. Okay, so just, anyone that knows, knows him knows I could oh, never do that. It's just so good. So good. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. We have to drop it out. When she, Tyra's like, you said something to me. And Naomi's like, what did I say? And she's like, oh, you'll never be me. Don't ever think you'll be me. And Naomi's like, I've never said that in my life. Let's drop that clip too. And we were doing that fashion show backstage. And you came up to me right when I was about to walk out. And you said something. And it's so funny because it was so surreal at the time when you said it. I didn't think that you could actually say something like that. What did I say? You said uh, something like, you'll never be me, don't ever think that you'll be me, and something I like that. I said that? Yes. I can't think, that's something, I'm not that, I'm very so much different. in the, yeah, I'm very much, I know the person that I am, mm -hmm. and I'm not someone to go and give myself away and say that to anybody. I've never said that in my life. So, but if that's what you remember, yeah. I accept that, but it's not, it doesn't sound like me to people that would know me. God, I just love it so much. Just the cuntiness. And you know that Naomi did say that to her. She did say, you'll never be me. Don't ever think you'll ever be me. But she would never admit to it. Heavens no. So, oh God, it's just my favorite. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sadly, I don't think they'll touch on that, even though to me, that's a really uh, pinnacle peak in Naomi's career I'd say um all of them look amazing Lindy Cinda Linda Cindy Christy and Naomi yeah Linda looks amazing despite the whole cool sculpting scandal if anyone somehow doesn't know Linda Evangelista sued cool sculpting I don't know if that's the technical company name but whoever you know, created and owns Cool Sculpting. She sued them for a hell of a lot of money because apparently the way Cool Sculpting works is it's supposed to like freeze your fat and shrink fat cells. But for her, it literally did the opposite. So, and I actually did like a little like deep dive spiral on this phenomenon of Cool Sculpting having the reverse effect on people. And it's actually, it's not common by any means, but it's not as uncommon as you'd imagine. Like, I think the statistics were somewhere like, I'm not a scientist or did I, you know, double check this, so don't quote me, but I think it's like two out of 100 people, so like 2% of people this could happen to, which is extremely low, but typically things like this are like 99.9% .9 safe. So it's just, you know, it's slightly more likely than you might imagine. And Linda claims that it deformed her and she lost out on like a decade's worth of work. I think this happened, this all happened in like 2013 or 14, 
whatever. I mean, clearly she's had some of the things reversed. There was this, oh, there was the People magazine piece that like highlighted all this. I want to say it was like a year or two ago. And there was some photos. She had some like back fat and they like kind of showed thigh fat or something. You can tell that she's like extremely self-conscious of it and like about it and would barely even dare to release those photos because they were just so mortifying to her but like to a normal person of the world any old pedestrian they were really not that shocking it honestly just looks like if like a slightly you know like bigger woman like put on a sports bra or something in the way that like the sports bra or a regular bra even could just like cinch at someone and kind of like makes other parts of like your you know, underarm protrude and whatever. That's kind of the vibe that was happening with Linda. It really did not look that shocking. But I don't know if she has had surgery to have it like fully reversed and removed of whatever happened because she looks great now. For a minute she was walking around or like doing photo shoots with like a scarf around her like head and chin and like being super covered up. I don't know. It just all seemed like so extra and unnecessary. Um from what we can perceive were her quote-unquote deformities. It just didn't really seem that crazy. But, I mean, all seems well now, so she's ready to, you know, do this documentary, and there's been some photo shoots. Yeah, the photo shoot that they did for Vogue, like, it was exciting to see them all together, but I have to say it was a little underwhelming, but whatever. I'm not going to harp on it too much because at the end of the day, we want to see all of these icons come together, and that's what they've done um okay what else yeah so in the um oh another thing about Linda Evangelista that I find so funny is just the way she talks it almost seems like a fake voice it's just like so comically delicate the way she talks and it's like oh like I can barely it's like a bit of Marilyn Monroe but it's like Marilyn Monroe slash like I don't even know like Hollywood from cool world the like Kim Basinger or whatever like it's very cartoony and like just so extremely pretentious but it's kind of amazing too like I can't tell if it's annoying or fabulous I mean Linda is the one that said she wouldn't wake up for at least ten thousand dollars a day so I feel like that voice really captures that quote as well she's definitely I want to like I feel like some might argue she's the most iconic of the four in this just because like she's a little bit of the original like she's a little bit older and I think got started than the rest of them and she's the most versatile like she is known for having like every hairstyle and hair uh cut or hair color ever and she just pulls it off amazingly and like the thing that's gr crazy about that is even with the different hairstyles and the different hair colors she's extremely recognizable despite looking different in all of them which is kind of, you know, it seems contradictory, but that's how it is. Like, you know that's Linda, even though she looks different each time, which is kind of an amazing quality to have, and I feel like that's what makes her just so special. Naomi definitely has the best walk, hands down, I'd say. It's like her walk is very distinct, but it's not too dramatic. It's just like the supermodel walk. Like any, if there's, if you're going to teach a model to walk, just like have her study Naomi. And I feel like that's it. 
Cindy is like, in my opinion, she's just like the girl that like every white girl growing up wanted to be and looked like. Like she was just kind of like the supermodel version of the girl next door. And that's what made her so iconic because it's like, oh, like she's the girl next door, except not at all. She's 10 times hotter, but she still kind of had that like uh, energy to her of like, uh, you know, cute suburban girl, but just like times 10. And then Christy, I'm not sure if she, like, stands out the most or the least. Like, it's weird. Because I'd say, like, she's the most traditionally beautiful if you're looking at, like, the standards of beauty from a golden ratio standpoint. She has, like, a totally perfect face. But maybe it's because I feel like we've barely seen, like, much of her personal life, or at least I haven't seen that. It wasn't as, like, you know thrust into the forefront as maybe some of the other girls was like I don't even really know who like Christy Turlington really dated or like if there were any scandals definitely don't know about that either Whereas like you know Linda Evangelista dated like Kyle McLaughlin for years they were kind of like an it couple uh Cindy Crawford was with Richard Gere and just yeah like they've all the other girls were more like you know tabloid darlings where maybe Christy wasn't at least to my knowledge. Like, maybe I need to, like, revisit that because... Or maybe I'll see in the documentary some Christy Turlington scandals I wasn't aware of. But whatever. They're all icons, and I can't wait to watch whatever the hell this documentary is going to be. But again, I'm just a little shocked with the no Claudia Schiffer. Like, is she not an OG supermodel? Like, am I crazy? Is that... Was I just wrong in thinking that? Or, like, someone... Like, fill me in, please. Okay. Oh, moving on. So another fashion-related thing, a good transition from that to this. There is this new campaign that dropped on Instagram, and I'm sure on other places online, but the brand is called Poster Girl. I've never heard of this brand before this. I probably should because it's pretty amazing. So the brand is called Poster Girl. The campaign they did was for their spring-summer 24 collection, and it's starring the models Alana, JT, who I don't think JT is originally a model. She's like a rapper, I believe. I don't I could be wrong about that, but no, I think she does music. And then Cindy Kimberly, who's Wolfie Cindy on Instagram, who I already followed. So they're like these courthouse girls, It's basically just like a satire of courtroom culture for female celebrities, which it's about time somebody's done this. Like, has really no one done this before? It's so good. To my knowledge, they haven't. And it's amazing. Also, the Brandon, it's like based in London. The designers are Francesca Capper. Did I spell that right? I don't know. It might have been Copper. Francesca Capper and Natasha Somerville are the um, designers for Poster Girl. And this is just so genius and it's so perfect for Instagram because like people on my account, on other nostalgia accounts, any pop culture thing, we're always revisiting any, you know, hot girl boss that has gone to, not necessarily gone to jail, but had to go to court and turn out a look. Obvious influences for the campaign were Lindsay Lohan, Lil Kim, Anna Delvey, Winona Ryder, Paris Hilton, Naomi Campbell. And also, most recently, Gwyneth Paltrow. There's literally one of the models, Cindy. She's holding a uh, Mountain Valley water, um, like the green water bottle that, or glass water bottle that Gwyneth had in her trial. And she leans over in the campaign to some other old woman and says, I wish you well. Just like how Gwyneth recently did to that 
idiot that accused her of like hitting her, which also I should do a full podcast on that whole trial. That was so amazing. I watched it with wide eyes from start to finish. It was just fascinating. I mean, she lost half a day of skiing. We'll never forget it. Oh, Gwyneth, she is so good. God. Um, so yeah, anyone go on Instagram, go on Poster Girls. I think Poster Girl Official is their Instagram. I mean, I can't really describe it. You really need to see it. I mean, I'll try to describe it, of course. it's The clothes are all extremely skimpy, revealing, and just a little too much, which I love. It's almost like lingerie mixed with tailored suiting, which is not t- completely impractical, but it's you know, so chic and sexy to look at. And yeah, the campaign is just, it's so refreshing. And again, I'm shocked that this has never been done before. It's so genius. Like the styling is funny. Like there's just a sense of humor to it. Like this one girl's nails is this thing that I've seen on TikTok called duck nails, where it's kind of like a French manicure, except at the end, instead of your nail narrowing as it typically would, they like make it flare out. So you have like a little like, duck beak looking nail it's stupid like it's so stupid and very impractical and would seem so annoying and it's kind of hideous but something about it I kind of love because I mean we're running out of ideas here like people need to try something new and obviously a duck nail is something new so that was a funny styling detail I noticed in the shoot and like the various photos yeah the Cindy leaning over saying I wish you well oh Mountain Valley Spring that's the water just so obsessed with that god yeah really they really nailed it with this one I would have loved not nothing against this brand at all but I feel like this is an idea that could have been even more executed on a bigger level with a bigger budget with like I don't know like a Versace or something like that like that would be pretty iconic, but whatever. They still nailed it and gotta give it to them. Like whoever was the brains behind this, like give them a raise because I'm obsessed. And yeah, I'll post it in my post so you guys can see, or yeah, just take a look at their Instagram. I really enjoyed it. I did. It also brought me back to, oh God, the unforgettable Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial from last year which was just insanely captivating. And I also watched that from start to finish, which was, I mean, that was fucking long, like, whoa. But I don't think they were intentionally trying to reference that case as much. Oh, but they definitely were the Naomi one. There was this amazing Naomi quote where she's like, honestly, I should drop it here, where she's like, Uh, well, I I didn't really want to be here. So I was made to be here. So obviously I'm just like wanting to get this over with and get on with my life. This is a big inconvenience for me. It's funny. And one of the girls is wearing a shirt saying something like, I didn't want to be here. This is a big inconvenience for me. Just high camp, high camp and its finest. Everyone looks so hot and it's satire. Satire in fashion needs to happen more often makes things more interesting and also more appealing to the masses like because not everyone gives a fuck about fashion you know no one really cares but this is like a form of entertainment and honestly almost like little you know clips from a short film or something that anyone can enjoy whether you're a fashion girly or not so yeah it's just smart it's really smart branding smart marketing I love it. Yeah. So Poster Girl, the new spring summer 24 campaign. Check it out. I find it truly inspiring. And more brands should do shit like this. I really believe so. Okay. Switching gears into a completely different topic that 
I don't really care about, but it was kind of funny, is like this whole Burning Man debacle where it rained in the desert, which I will say like, I guess that's pretty unheard of, right? Like how often is it raining there? Because I mean, it's one thing for it to rain in LA, like that barely happens and everyone has a fucking, you know, meltdown when that happened, when Hurricane Hillary, quote unquote, hurricane, because it wasn't a fucking hurricane, yet they acted like it was apocalyptic and we all should have like, you know, hoarded toilet paper like everyone was doing for fucking covid when it was nothing it rained it rained for like six hours that was hurricane hillary it was so anticlimactic whatever but it rained it seemed a lot worse at burning man it rained so much yeah the ravers got caught in the rain which turned to quicksand pretty much and people were not able to drive i mean if driving out in the desert and like not having any money or I don't know what the fuck they do. They like exchange necklaces for blowjobs or something. Like it's all just too kooky and spooky for me, the whole Burning Man thing. It just already seems miserable enough. But then to add rain to the mix, which cooked up this cement like mud that everyone was sinking into. It's like people couldn't ride their bikes. People couldn't use the installations. People couldn't drive. And like I'm sure people's tents were seeking into it just a full nightmare and it was so hazardous at one point that no one was allowed to drive out or in because of the unsettling conditions so yikes i mean i hate that and like whatever it sounds like a nightmare but i guess the real tea that i saw through multiple people that were there on instagram is that it really was kind of like clickbait headlines and that even though obviously it's true it did rain and the mud was bad that really only happened for i think like two of the days or maybe three of them and people were there for you know a week or maybe longer I think so it wasn't like this nightmarish like naked and afraid situation where everyone was fighting for their lives survivor style or something not the case at all it was just yucky for like a couple of days I guess but it's funny to me is that like all the influencers or whoever were there are like so adamant that they still had fun. They're like, no, I loved it. No, no, it was great. Like everyone's fucking stupid. Like the news was wrong. It was amazing. It kind of reminds me of like when that show Super Sweet 16 would happen and these idiot parents would shell out like 100K on these like tacky elaborate parties that were always kind of a shit show for their like spoiled child. And then everyone be like, I had a blast when it's like, okay, that looked like a nightmare or at least that's how they depicted it on the show. And it's just like everyone acting as though it was the best night ever when really it was like so much money and so much effort for like a fucking hellish evening. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like all the freaky deaky burners just couldn't admit that maybe this wasn't it this year because they put so much emphasis on it. Like... And, like, Lord only knows the expectations they have, so, like, they can't admit to themselves that it was horrible. I don't know. Maybe it's a balance of the two. It's, like, a part of it was horrible, but a part of it wasn't that bad. There's a bridge of truth here somewhere. Whatever. I wasn't there, but, yeah. The news said it was... They made it seem like people were going to, like, die of starvation or something, but the people that were there say that wasn't the case, so... Whatever, I don't really give a fuck, but it's just kind of undeniably funny, you know, and like us, I feel like anyone that wasn't at Burning Man and was reading the articles or, you know, seeing posts about it, we were kind of like the audience tuning in, in. we just kind of like, like to see people crumble. I mean, it's so fucked up, but yeah, we're kind of evil and sometimes you just want to see someone's parade get rained on and that was Burning Man this year. 
whatever, fuck that. Okay, to probably the most important uh, topic I'm going to discuss in this episode, Kylie and Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, wow, the couple of the century, who the hell would have known? Timmy and Kylie, what is their, like, Benefer name going to be? Like, Kim? <laughs> Kimmy? That's stupid. But I don't know. Someone will come up with something more creative for sure. So there's been speculation that these two clowns have been together for, like, a while. And, I mean, I love them both. I call them clowns out of, you know, as an endearing term. But they're just kind of funny. Yeah, so they've been, spec. it's been speculated on, like, Dumois and, like, everywhere else that they've been hanging out but it was never confirmed but tmz captured photos and videos of kylie and timothy kissing and canoodling at a private section at the beyonce concert recently in la and yeah so they hard launched at b's concert trying to steal beyonce's thunder maybe i mean like i'd say that was a failed attempt but it honestly wasn't like that video of them kissing i posted it to my story and typically my stories don't get like an extravagant amount of views and that one got like over twenty thousand views to my story which is pretty you know rare for me i'm sure i know people get more views to their story i know it's not a big whatever i'm saying that it garnered a lot of attention more people messaged me than maybe they ever have like i saw a million other accounts reposted it was like the moment that these that it was known that fucking kylie jenner and timothy chalamet are together oh but honestly i ship the couple i do there's something so fascinating and like captivating to me about uh, a more highbrow celebrity dating a more lowbrow celebrity, Kylie being the lowbrow celebrity in this scenario. I don't know. It's just like really exciting because I feel like it doesn't happen very often. Like it really doesn't happen very often. Like honestly, the best example I'd say is Kim and Kanye because even though Kim, the whole family of the Kardashians is more elevated now, but when Kim, you know, got with Kanye, she was not. She was still very much just... A reality girl who wasn't you know accepted into high fashion really when her the first time she went to the met gala she was just kanye's guest she wasn't a formal invite you know it, she it changed the game when or kanye changed the game when they first got together she was definitely the lowbrow celebrity dating a more highbrow celebrity and I was thinking about it, there really isn't many great examples of this like George Clooney used to date a lot of random models like Stacy Keebler who I think did like wrestling or something was like a maxim model whatever he had like girlfriends like that kind of similar or the kind of energy that these videos reminded me of or photos of kylie and timothy kissing i feel like it was kind of giving when uh colin farrell took britney spears to the premiere of the recruit back in 2003 all of those like paparazzi not paparazzi photos just like photos of them on the red carpet together and She's, like, doing that Britney smile with, like, her gum showing, like, her chewing gum, and, like, Colin seemed wasted. It was just amazing. That was such a highlight in pop culture for me. I honestly wish they really dated for, like, some significant period of time, like, at least six months. Like, that would have been so good. Britney and Colin Farrell, like, oh, God, I would have shipped that couple for sure. Oh, but okay, with Kylie and Timothy, there is one thing that's a bit disturbing to me, and this is not fat shaming or anything. It's just, you know, comparing things because I'm not saying either of them are fat, but 
the thigh ratio. There's something a little disturbing to me about when you think of them hooking up and Kylie Jenner's thigh in comparison to Timothy Chalamet's thigh, like her thick thigh and Timothy's like twiggy little talons. Like he's just so skinny compared to her. I mean, he was already like very twiggy, like bony compared to Lily Rose Depp, who he dated, which is really saying something because we all know she is like a skinny queen. But um, yeah, Timothy and Kylie having sex is like similar... Like, and also, like, just, you know, telling you, telling what I first thought of was it reminds me of what I imagine, like, Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog having sex would be like. Like, to me, that's, I feel like, an accurate comparison. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner, the new Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog. I see it. Yeah, that's what I thought of. So, I don't know. Yeah, just, like, those thick thighs and his skinny little ones. Like, oh, vey. But, uh, yeah, I still ship the couple, though. That's just the only issue I took with it is that, yeah, it's just kind of jarring, I feel like, to think about. Anyway, do we think they're going to stay together? Are they going to have another... Is she going to have another baby? Is Kylie Jenner going to be Timothy's first baby mama? Like, how serious will they get? Is it all a stunt? And will Timothy Chalamet fall victim to the Kardashian curse that we know has apparently plagued all these other men that have dated Kardashians? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Okay, from one Kardashian to another. Kimberly Kardashian is going to be on the next season of American Horror Story, which this season is called Delicate. Uh, so yeah, that's happening. The trailer just premiered. It's going to be premiering on September 20th on FX. And then I think the next day it will go to Hulu. So wow. Same day as the supermodel doc series. I've got a lot to watch, I guess. It'll be a busy end of the month for me. Uh, the full trailer dropped. Yeah, it's very Rosemary's Baby storyline, that influence, which we already kind of knew or somehow I did know that. I don't know if I read it in an article somewhere. Emma Roberts is playing some super famous, I think an actress, just a very famous person who becomes pregnant. And then as we see, there's something very sinister going on with the pregnancy, but they don't really say what. It seems like the baby's going to be evil. Again, reference to Rosemary's Baby. But I feel like they'll mix it up a little bit. It's not going to be like an exact remake of Rosemary's Baby. So I'm interested to see what their kind of take is on it. And Kim is playing... Emma Roberts' manager or something. Very Chris Jenner, honestly. I wonder if she's channeling Chris in this new role, if like this is just Kim playing Chris, because that would be kind of amazing and also very understandable and like something that I feel like Kim could really do. Just fucking play Chris, done. And that would be like kind of also camp and amazing and hilarious. We'd love to see that. But I mean, it's kind of hard to tell. The one thing that, yeah, so the in this trailer, Kim's, uh, Kim's dialogue, she doesn't have much in the trailer, but it just kind of seems questionable. Like, it just some, I can already gather from these small sound bites that it doesn't feel like Kim's going to be giving an award-winning performance, whatever. I mean, it's not me trying to, like, hate on her, because I know a lot of people are going to hate on her regardless, and that's kind of the sad thing for her is like it's a lose-lose for her in this situation going into it like different from SNL because SNL is 
strictly comedy and like it's very lighthearted. Everyone knows that every uh, host just like reads the cue cards. I mean, even the cast members have to read the cue cards because of how quickly they have to like churn out that show. But um, yeah, it's just like her. The thing is, is like we've seen Kim on her reality show for almost 15 or over 15 years now. So, like, we know how she behaves and, like, we know her voice. We know how she reacts to things. We've seen, you know, a spectrum of emotions. So it's just kind of hard to believe her in a scripted sense, like, portraying a totally different character and, like, bringing up other emotions in the way that the new character would bring them up versus herself. But then if she were to just play the character as herself, she would get criticism for that being like, oh, she's just playing herself. She's not even trying. So yeah, it's a lose-lose. It's like, oh, is she supposed to just kind of like be herself more or is she supposed to get into a full character? Because getting into a full character, I feel like people would just laugh at and it would be a struggle. But yeah also again her just being herself people would like knock that down and be like oh she didn't even try so yeah it's going to be a tough one for kim a tough balancing act i don't really know how it's going to go but you know i hope for the best maybe she'll blow us away and have some big dramatic breakdown and the tears will flow and we'll really take her seriously as an actress that wouldn't that be the curveball we weren't expecting um so yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Uh, the other thing about this is like the whole marketing campaign, like while it's cool, it's just a little too much for me. Like, I don't know, it seems kind of like a knockoff Stephen Klein mixed with the knockoff David LaChapelle as if like someone put both of those photographers work on a mood board and tried to like go off of it. But they were like maybe on like not even a limited budget because it does seem like a big budget, but just like the taste level is a little like... Eh, like I don't know I just like I feel like they're all done up too much it's a little too like spooky and kooky uh futuristic looking like you can't even really recognize uh the girls that well especially Kim maybe that was intentional I don't know I just kind of wish that the marketing and advertising for this season was more like of a minimalist approach with like a creepy vintage old Hollywood feel or something I just feel like they really could have like had a huge moment with these the imagery behind this and like even if the season sucked at least we could hold on to these like amazing photos that were promotional stuff for it but no I mean not that they're horrible it's just like I'm not loving it that much I don't know maybe other people are but I feel like I wish it could have been better but maybe I'm just being a hater who knows but yeah I thought it could have been cooler so we'll see. Will Kim Kardashian win an Emmy? Will she add that to her roster or not? Probably not. But, you know, we'll certainly be turning, tuning in regardless. At least I will be. So, yeah, September 20th, get ready for the supermodels and Kim's big acting debut. All right, well, you know, that's all I could really come up with for this week. You know, I just wanted to get out there because I have been thinking about these things a lot heavy on my mind and yeah I guess the kind of anticlimactic things is a lot of stuff I'm talking about in this hasn't come out yet it's just uh you know we've seen the trailers and things are going to come out so yeah it'll be more exciting once these things actually airs once these things actually air and I can uh you know uh dig in in granular detail that'll be fun but all right love you guys bye bitches Ooh. Mm-hmm.